Pod Chef. Pod Chef. You're listening to Pod Chef. When I say pod, y'all say chef. Pod Chef. You listening to Pod Chef? It's a podcast about Top Chef, and that's a broadcast. It's on Welcome TV. to Pod Chef, the official Top Chef podcast, the one and only. I'm your host, Jamal. With me, as always, is my co-host, Reeve. Say what's up. Hey, everyone. How's it going? Woo! And with Reeves, as always, his co-host, Third Mike. You know him. Not sure you like him based on the reviews. Say what's up. <laughs> what's up, everybody? Woo! Let's, let's, let's address something right now. I have a uh, review from someone who uh, listened to last week's episode, and they said verbatim, Brian... Give Jamal a break. He did one bad bit, and it's been four seasons. You've done so many others. That was their review. That's wow. And are we revealing names of who this person? Yeah, is? Yeah, I'd like to reveal a name. It says Mrs. Jackson. If you're nasty. Oh no. Hmm. My mom before my parents got divorced said Bingo. that. Bingo. Bingo. Because my wife's name is Donovan. She didn't change her last name. Yeah, it wasn't your wife. I would have said Carrie or K-Rock. My mom from the past said that? Your mom from the past. I went to a mailbox. I opened the oh, mailbox. wow. And I, and I reached but in. Lake House. You did a lake house. Just like the lake house. I did a lake house. I was at a lake house, too. I was in yeah. Shenandoah at a lake house, and I went yeah. to the mailbox. because, yeah. like, well, I'm here this weekend, so if any mail is here, it's probably for me. And it's I for you. It. Yeah, whatever you say, any place, the mail that comes yeah. is for you. And I opened the mailbox, and in there it said to Pod Chef, Pod Chef from Mrs. Jackson, parentheses, if you're nasty, end parentheses. And I was like, what is this? And then it was just your mom leaving a review to you. I think she thought you were hanging out with me. Oh, okay. Wow. And, I, and I was like, oh, she thinks he's here. He's not here, so I'll just bring this up. In a kind of embarrassing way on the podcast. <laughs> there also was a picture of her, and she was holding a newspaper, and it said, "Yeah, that wasn't the only picture." Forty-five. I yeah. just want to be quite honest. <laughs> There's another picture of your mom in there. She was like being kissed by a sailor. Okay. She was like being bent over and being kissed by a sailor. Is that how you bent say that? Over. <laughs> is that she what being you think that famous picture she is? She being dipped by a sailor. That famous picture where that sailor's I'm, bending that woman over. And now, <laughs> and now a lovely picture of a man <laughs> bending over a woman and giving her a kiss. Well, let's hear it for our, for our boys coming back from the war as he bends over this lovely <laughs> lass. It was a different time. <laughs> yeah. That's true. You could say stuff like that, too. But I'm glad I, I just had to get that out of the way at the top of the show. Um, anyone who's listening, please go like and follow us on Instagram and Twitter for my Pod Chef podcast. Um, let's get right into it. Brian, so, folks, know that there's no way my mom listens to this podcast. Zero. She Zero chance. She does. She wrote me a letter. I read it. <laughs> maybe the I, past my mom. Maybe uh, past mom likes podcasts. She does. Um, Tracks. I did have to write her back and say, look um, – there's three rules that Tom gave us, and one of them is don't fall in love with each other. Mm -hmm. And the more I'm getting to know you, the more I'm starting to love your son. And that's kind of nice, even though it's a yeah. rule we're not supposed to break. Exactly. So what I did was I put the mail back to her. I wrote it back to her, and then I I flipped the flag up to, yeah. so, the, so the mail carrier knows there's mail going out. Mm -hmm. And when I came back before I left... I destroyed the mailbox, so there can't be any letters coming back. Wow! wow. So wow, I had so many it's things over. to tell her. It's over. I could have told her so many things to not fuck me up as a little kid. <laughs> yeah, but then you change the timelines. So yeah, you, you don't want to get into all that. This yeah, podcast like wouldn't podcast exist. Stuff. Yeah, this podcast wouldn't <laughs> exist if I like be... if I didn't crave uh, just like attention and. Yeah. <laughs> It doesn't people come off. That I'm it doesn't come off when people no, know you. No, it doesn't. It doesn't, okay. doesn't like bleed off you. So that's I, good. So you're saying that I hide it well? Okay, good. Yeah, good. Yeah, you hide it very well. Good. I guess it's just to yeah. our fans, you know, if you're happy that Brian is so fucked up because it means that the podcast is is existing, then go ahead and write in our Reddit page, which mm -hmm. we we tried to make, but it got shut down or something. Yep. Yeah, they said that it was too adult. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. 
Mm. But that's okay. Let's get into it. Brian, you baked this week, didn't you? I did. I made a pie. I made the pie. He made the pie. The pie. He As made promised. the Allison Roman peach pie. I did. Walk us through your process. Two weeks ago, I bought a bunch. Of, we went to a pick your own peach. Remember, I told you last week that I had this Every, peach everyone's story. Everyone's hands above their waist, please. White. <laughs> <laughs> All right, boys. If you're out there, maybe maybe send the kids to bed before you listen to this one. Yeah. Put okay. the put the wife and children to bed. Put in those those AirPods. Okay. Draw the shades. And light okay. a candle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Soak in a nice bath. Ooh, Actually, yeah. don't do that. That might be bad with the iPods because you might drop them in the water and then you're yeah, out that'd be a lot a, of money. Was that a five hundred dollar mistake? Yes. Yeah. So but don't do that last part. <laughs> but everything else, do it. Add a bunch of peaches with the intent of making this pie. I, first of all, am obsessed with peaches. The, the summer peach season, it's great. I go to the farmers market every weekend. I'm touching all the peaches. I I, I get excited. They, they're mm-hmm. they're so good. Mm-hmm. I said, like, let's make this pie. And I watched the Alice Roman video and I did it. I made the crust the day before. Mm-hmm. And then I put it in the fridge and I cut all the fruit the day before, put it in the fridge. Next day, made it. Didn't have as much fruit as I wanted because a bunch of it went bad because I had waited two weeks. Mm-hmm. But um, it was really good. I think the only, I made a couple of issues, a couple of little m- mistakes. I u- so in Allison's video, she uses lime juice and um, lime zest. And I used as much as she says, but she had like a pound and a half more peaches than me. So my um, pie is like pretty citrusy, but that's good. It actually tastes really good. And um, and also the, the, the bottom didn't quite get cooked fully through, I think because the top was kind of burning. When I had texted uh, the group chat about that, Reeves was like, oh, you can cover it with tinfoil. And let it cook, but I didn't do that. I was like, it's probably fine. And you know what? It's fine. It's fine. It tastes good. I did a good job. And it looks, I'm gonna post a picture on the Instagram. It looks pretty nice. Looks scrumptious. It did look good. Yeah. I would have eaten that pie. I'm proud I of myself. If I was at Brian's and he made that pie, I would have been like, I want some. And I'm an apple pie boy. Mm-hmm. But Mm, we all know that. Yes. Uh, well, I think the <laughs> three of us kind of know about it. Did we get into the your your interest in apple pies on this podcast before? Um, I don't know. Possibly we did, uh, but you know, when it comes to American desserts, nothing beats an apple pie. Mm-hmm. Brian said that apple pie is not in season, which, I mean, Fourth of July, apple pie, those two things go together. And what people need to understand is that peaches were introduced to this country from China, and so Brian loves peaches because he loves China. That's mm-hmm. the reason why he talks so highly of the NBA on this show, because he actually contractually cannot talk bad about the NBA on this show. <laughs> so he's bigging up peaches. He's bigging up the NBA. For the um, love of God, please don't ask me about Hong Kong. Yeah. So <laughs> we, we cannot afford to get into his stance on Hong Kong um, the because we can't afford to lose any more sponsors. Um, we, only, but, we only have the one, and it's the one for ball deodorant. We have that. Well, actually, we have two sponsors. We have um, uh, the deodorant, and we also have baby daddy condoms. That's right. That's they're right. a silent. They're a silent. They're a silent. But unless we mention them, and then they become. We all use them. We just don't talk about it. Yeah, we don't talk mm-hmm. about it. But did we do an um, ad read for those? We did not. Um, okay. They actually asked that we didn't do an ad read because That's smart. They, they thought that the ad read itself might deter people from buying. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Well, because the copy says, like, these don't work. You will have a kid. If you, <laughs> these are basically pointless. Yeah. The, the ad read also is like, you ever seen a cartoon where, like, a water balloon has holes in it and then you fill it up? Yeah. That's basically, yeah. You shoot a tin can with a shot with a with bird shot and then fill it full of water. It all comes, it's like that. Yeah. It all comes out. So, yeah, anyways, I'm an apple pie guy, and I will be making apple pie and taking a picture of it. I'll be making it this week, I believe. And then we'll take a picture of it, and then, uh, you know, you guys can give us feedback on which pie looked better. We know which one's going to taste better because I'm going to put in this thing called effort. So it I put in lots better. of effort. I tried very hard. He said after he let half the peaches go to waste because he took two weeks to. There's effort, and then there's procrastination. It's very different. Yeah. yeah. 
So I'm going to make an apple pie this week, and then uh, you guys will see that glorious um, concoction. Mm, I look forward to it. But Brian's pie looked great. But that's not the only thing Brian did this week. Brian also went tree hunting. <laughs> mm-hmm. Went foraging for a tree. There's this um, – my stories are long. We bought a fig tree. Um and it's little, it's like two and a half feet, three feet. It's in a pot right now. It could go inside during the winter. We could plant it outside. We're not sure yet. But it's already producing fruit. Costs 70 bucks. I think it's a great deal for five Full figs. <laughs> for five figs, great. It's the and, lobster um, trees. Mm-hmm. It's the lobster it's trees. Seven I lobsters do, right there. <laughs> I do have one uh, that I just picked. And I can take a picture of it and show the internet and show you guys if we care about that. Yeah, that'd be good. Because yeah. people, some people are weird about figs because they have like a look to them. Just because they're brown? Huh? <laughs> He's asking. They have a look to them, right? The Do they look skin. suspicious? Is that why you're saying people Yeah, are I saw it in my neighborhood about and I called figs? the cops. It looks good. And I was like, you're not supposed to be here. You know, when I first moved into my apartment and I went to check the mail, uh, my next door neighbor said, what are you figs doing here? Wow. That looks good. And they look kind of like. Great for our listeners. I'm looking yep. at it now. It looks yeah, like a fig. He isn't fig. lying to us. Super figgy. In the you middle. know what it looks like? What? It looks like uh, those like those gems that you can get. <laughs> Oh, a geode? A geode. It does kind of look like a geode, yeah. And that makes me think how when God made Earth and made all of us creatures, he had a design in mind. This didn't happen by chance. You're going to tell me that my fig (sighs) looks like a geode by accident? That a comet comet exploded and my Mm -hmm. fig looks like a geode? So to our listeners at home... Brian keeps going on these rants that he tries to connect to religion, but it really is all just about how things look like geodes. Yeah. It's very rare. I, I, I have trouble connecting it to like the Christianity part of it, but it's it's always about something looks like a geode and there's like no way that's a coincidence. It's not an accident. Yep. Yeah. It's intentional. Your mouth? I like a geode. So okay. that's Brian. The sound you're hearing right now is Brian chomping down in your ear. While I want you guys to get the full experience. I'm going to send you the picture on Instagram. I described it to you. It looks like a geode. Thank you, and God. You and now I'm him. eating it. Yeah, mm. now you can hear it in your ear as he's eating it. Yum, 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 yum. Okay. I've got little people, seeds. Like the little people seeds. love that. People love that. The little crunchies you get for the fig. Yeah. Well, all right. Those are, those are two good stories. Better Thank than you. mine. Better than I'm going to play speak. bird sounds over them. <laughs> No, don't and do I do that. mean over, not under. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Well, anyone else got uh, anything? Anything big happened to him this week? Anything uh, we should talk about? Um, hmm. Did you get anything from Tom? Oh, yes, I did. You were asking him anything big, and I was like, oh, "What did I even do this week?" You know what I'm. You know what I'm saying? Like when it's yeah. like, you're like, I can't even remember what happened. But yeah, now that I think about it, Tom did send me uh, an email. So he. I know all the lyrics to the theme song to Say by the Bell, but I don't know what I did this week. You know? Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. Our brains are like that. Hold on a second. I want to test that. Go ahead. <clears throat> I don't know the whole. This is long, but it's. When I wake up in the morning, the alarm gets off. I'm snoring, and I think I'll make it on time. Uh, wait, when I wake up in the uh, when I wake up in the morning, the alarm gets out of warning. I don't think I'll ever make it on time. I know the whole thing. We're not gonna do the whole thing. It's no one's seen that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> right. But what did I have for breakfast? I don't know. I can't even remember. I don't know. And that was like only a couple of hours ago. It yeah. just yeah. went out of my head. But yeah, Tom did email me. Um. Thank God. He did. He reached out. Um, he just sent me an email and it just said like, hi, how are you? And there's like okay. no signature, no nothing, mm-hmm. just that, which is like a little confusing. Okay. Um, so like I, I was like trying to respond back. I was like, going to be like, um, I'm fine. What's going on? How's the script going? And then before I could even respond, he wrote, I'm doing fantastic. 
in all caps. <laughs> he said, I'm about to start my Muay Thai workout. <laughs> I just finished my Brazilian jiu-jitsu workout. And, I was, and that's all that was in that email. <laughs> and I was like, okay, I was going to respond again. Because it's like, again, like, I don't, I don't know why he's telling me. Like, I don't care. Yeah. I don't know why he's telling me this. He's mixing the martial arts himself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. what he says he's doing, right? He says, I'm mixing the martial arts. I'm mixing them. And before I could even respond to that, he wrote back again. This is kind of like, you know, like when people like write in text, they'll text you like a question. And before you even respond, they just send like five or six other things. It's just like one sentence at a time. Uh, to you. Yeah, we're all married. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that joke works. <laughs> <laughs> Um, (laughs) so yeah, so the next email he wrote is, he was like, I just took five alpha brain tablets. Wow. Okay. (laughs) He's really unlocking his full brain potential. Yeah. (laughs) It's like that that Joe Rogan thing, I guess. I don't know. Whatever. But he said he stayed up all night, like writing the script. Mm -hmm. And now it's like 356 pages, single spaced. Which I I don't write scripts, but that feels long to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, it's supposed to be a minute per page. They say. Yeah, yeah, and that's like double spaced. So this is like a very long movie. I, yeah, I don't know. It's, he's he was like, no more boring setups. Let's just get right to the meat of it. And there's mm. like a there's like a parenthetical here that says LOL, and then within that it says cooking. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good joke. It's like a meat part. Yeah, I guess. Um, and so he he attached the script or at least a part of the script. Again, he only mm-hmm. gives it to me in pieces. So, yeah. Yeah. So I responded back. I was like, great. You know, how have you been liking our feedback and that kind of stuff? You know, got any questions, any of that? Um, and he did not respond to that. <laughs> so, so he's been responding too fast the entire time. And then as soon as you respond, he's got nothing for you. Yeah. Exactly. So it's like, it's clear that it's like, oh, he's just, he's just dropping information on me. And it's not, this is not an AB conversation of any kind. It's just, you know, it's not a two way street. He's just sending it to us. So anyway, he sent me another script or another scene. Um, but yeah. Do you guys want me to just to get into it? Absolutely. Hell yes. I'm so invested in this movie. Okay. I'm ready to actually invest in this movie. Invest in it? I think that's part of what he wants is like us to get this out to a wider audience and then get like some producers, some investors in it. You say a whiter audience? Not on purpose. And, and did you say <laughs> did you say wider audience as in like bigger Fat people? people? Um I, I, I mean maybe I think he's looking for money. Okay. So if that fits into those categories that falls in there, then that works. I mean, being fat used to be oh, like a sign of like uh, opulence. Wealth. Yes. Because yeah. you're it's eating so well. Now. It's changed now because yeah. the bad food is cheap. <laughs> the world we live yeah. in, right? <laughs> and you're when you fat. Go... Are you a king? Like, nah, man, I'm poor. <laughs> I eat fucking McDonald's every day. <laughs> and, when you, and when you go eat very fancy restaurants... The portions are incredible. They're tiny. small, they're and they yell small. at you if they're too big. And mm-hmm. you think that it's a shared plate thing. It's sort of like how Democrats used to be Republicans. <laughs> yeah, yes. it's exactly like yes. that. Yes. We don't need to say anything else. We That's could talk exactly about Nixon land, my favorite yeah. book. Um, okay, so let's get into it. Um, so this is this is from page 278. So he's, wow. he's jumping ahead. Oh, wow. Okay. Okay. Night falls over the hot and humid jungle in Thailand. We pan down to see an army of royal imperial Padma bots with their blasters out searching the jungle. The bots arrive at a small abandoned campsite. And again, if you guys have like notes or anything like that. Oh, when we get to a part that needs notes. Yeah, no notes so far. Perfect. Sure. Okay. All right. Okay. So the bots arrive at a small abandoned campsite. There is a campfire that looks as if it has just been put out. Mm. Next to the fire is a cast iron skillet with a nicely prepared New York strip steak. (laughs) A robot approaches the skillet and pokes the steak with its pointer finger. Robot one, still rare, needs more resting time. 
He can't be far. <laughs> okay. Robot 2. Surrender now, humanoid, or you will be destroyed by direct order from the president of the world. Padma Lakshmi. Yeah. Padma. Uh, the camera slowly pans around, showing the mass royal imperial um, Padma bot army. Wow. It comes back around to the campsite and stops on a knife block. Ooh. All the knives are gone. Yes. Oh, no. That means everyone's been selected. <laughs> the teams have been made. Tom comes crashing down from the trees above. Oh, no. Tom is wearing a camo-colored chef's jacket and hat. Yes. He lands on top of some of the robots and immediately starts a series of jump kicks to create some space. (laughs) The Imperial bots draw their blasters. Tom grabs one bot and puts it in a rear naked chokehold. Yes. I think this is where all the... You know, he's been doing that training and stuff. Yeah. Uh, yeah mm-hmm. so probably some kind of connection there. This Mick, he's been mixing up the martial arts. Mm-hmm. He wants to know. He wants to know the real moves. So doesn't look stupid when he like puts them out yeah. there. That's why Jean-Claude Van Damme was great because he's like a real, you know, he really does those things. Yeah. He's you know? doing all his own stunts. And I think that's yeah. kind of what Tom wants to do too. Hell yeah. Well, Tom did have that commercial where he did a split on um, two, uh, two carts full of food that they were pushing down mm-hmm. a hallway for a uh, room service. Yeah. Kind of like Jean-Claude Van Damme did the splits on those two trucks that were driving down the highway. Yeah. And we know he does his own stunts because he did drive that BMW on that racetrack last season. He did yeah. that. Yeah, he did that. Mm-hmm. He wore a helmet. He did that. He wore a helmet to prove to us that he wanted to be safe and that he was doing all his own stunts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because if it's like he wasn't wearing it, we would know that it's like, oh, he got a stuntman to get in yeah, the car and drive he it. Touch that car. He won't fucking drive a car. I'm not poor. I don't drive a car. Okay. So so Tom has the robot in a rear naked chokehold. Uh, robot one fire. Tom uses one the the one robot that he has in the chokehold as a shield. Then he draws his knives and sends them into the heads of all the surrounding imperial bots. They all fall to the ground. As the smoke clears, we see one bot's head smashed against a tree with a knife through it. The knife has the name Dawn printed on it. (laughs) Yes. Perfect. Tom says, just in time. (laughs) He then downs a refreshing San Pellegrino. (laughs) We hear a loud beeping. Tom looks up and sees another wave of Imperial bots in the distance running towards him. He turns and sprints in the other direction. He runs and jumps up to grab a hanging rope. He coolly glides over a large and barely visible pit. The first line of robots behind him stumble down into the pit. It is filled with a white foam. The robots are confused and disoriented. They panic as sparks begin to fly out of their heads. Robot one, it's malfunctioning my mainframe. Robot 2, it's a perfect balance of sweet and savory. (laughs) We cut to a shot of Tom running through the jungle towards the camera as a large explosion goes off in the background. He comes to a sudden halt. The camera continues to pan out, revealing him stuck at the bottom or stuck at the top of a massive waterfall. Whoa. Wow. Yeah. Tom looks. Tom looks. What? What's that? That's not Bug and Brief, right? Pelican brief? No. What is that an homage to? The fugitive. Yes. The fugitive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. I love I'm these innocent. subtle nods. These are it's real also, subtle nods. This is also a subtle nod to Dress Park Three when they are stuck at the top and they got to jump off. Yeah. To mm-hmm. get away from the. Uh... Oh, not even not Jurassic Park Three. It's the um, the uh, remake, the reboot of Jurassic, Park Jurassic World. Yeah. The the most recent Jurassic World, the second yeah. one. Where they got to, uh, no, no, the first one, where they got to jump off the waterfall to get away from that uh, hybrid um, dinosaur. I forgot what it's called. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What was that Leonardo DiCaprio movie where he beat up that bear? Doesn't he do that in that one too? Revenant? Yeah. Does he jump off a waterfall in that? I, I think so. I think he falls off one, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, see, it, it's, it's a, a lot of nods. Yeah. yeah exactly. There's a lot of Scorsese in this. So. Mm-hmm. It does uh, a lot of, on. yeah, little subtle, you know, subtle yeah. little hints. I think it is very subtle. I think it's, mm-hmm. 
He's not going out of his way to like be like, oh, I'm just like ripping off these other things or yeah. anything like that. It's <laughs> just like it's just like a very nice, subtle like tip of the hat to some yeah. of the like greats mm-hmm. that came before mm-hmm. him. So far, I just want to say I know we're not done, but I'm getting hints of Scorsese. I'm getting um Tarantino. I'm getting Michael Bay in here. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm I'm getting Steve McQueen. Like I'm getting hints of mm-hmm. the big the big hitters, you know. All the big mm-hmm. ones. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. The shark from Suicide Squad. He's in there. Shark yes. Man. Shark Man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm getting yes. nods to Shark Man, Suicide yeah, Squad. It feels like Shark Man, Suicide Squad. We've all seen it. That was the best part. Um, <laughs> New mm-hmm. friends. Freaking Groot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I want a Groot Shark Man movie. Yeah. Can I get a fucking Groot Shark Man movie, please? My Hobbs only and, problem is yeah. nah. They did Hobbs and Shaw. Give me Groot and Sharkman. Yeah. Groot and Sharkman. I think the only problem with that is that they're so different. Yeah. That it would almost be like an odd couple situation. I'd love oh, to see that. I'd love to turf. watch one of them make a big mess. And the other one would be like, oh, got to clean this up. Right. And yeah. the other one's like, I am Groot. You know? Mm-hmm. They should call it Surf and Turf. Yes. Yeah, I'd watch the shit out of that. That works. Yeah. And there you go, audience. You've been in the writer's room. Mm-hmm. Okay. Tom looks over his shoulder and sees hundreds of remaining Imperial bots running towards him. He looks down over the waterfall to the pool of water below. He looks up and appears determined and also very brave. Kid rocks Ba with the Ba slowly fades in the background. Tom, guess I'll need immunity for this challenge. Tom leaps right off as the music starts pumping. My name is Kid. He's just like flying off the waterfall. Kid Ralph. And then it's like all the bots are flying off after him. So that's the scene. Wow. That is. That's that's epic. I'm there. In my mind, I'm there. I'm seeing it. It's 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 climactic. I think so. That fucking ruled. Yeah. That is. I, we got to get in here somewhere where he says, um, you drew first blood. Yes. So mm-hmm. we can like get like a Rambo nod in here because mm-hmm. he's in the jungle. Like, I'd love to get Tom. You know, he's he's basically Ramboed out. He's using knives and stuff. He's like, mm-hmm. so like if we could get him to just some kind of wink to Rambo. Yeah, because. I don't maybe think in the that... chains. Maybe you can have a machine gun, and he's like, dum, 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 dum. and he's like doing that slow motion scene. Mm-hmm. I do feel like there is a chance that there might be a very emotional speech at some okay. point. Okay. You know, similar to the Rambo one speech, yeah, which is one of my favorite speeches I think in all of it's great. Yeah, um, yeah. I think the Rocky Four speech, the Rocky Four mm-hmm. speech. Yeah, I thought that and the King speech were good speeches. Mm-hmm. There, yeah, I mean that speech when, he did at the end. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when people tell me what my favorite speeches are. MLK Jr. <laughs> I have a yeah. dream. Mm-hmm. End of the first. Uh, wait, what's the movie? Rambo, first mm-hmm. blood movie. Yes, mm-hmm. and the King speech. And the King speech. Yes, it's my favorite best picture winner. That <laughs> and the Shape of Water. <laughs> <laughs> All right, yeah. that ruled. That that was amazing. That I think that's my favorite uh, script segment so far that we've gotten. I mean, mm-hmm. I was worried with the jump ahead in time that I wouldn't know what was going on. Mm-hmm. But I, but I know. Yeah, I can I feel. Everything. Yeah, like it's it. I know what's what it's take. What we've the the journey we've been on to get to this point. I know it. Mm-hmm. It as feels familiar as, to me. As soon as you said we open on a pan of nighttime in Thailand, mm-hmm. I said I get it. Yeah, I, I know how we got here. Yep. Mm-hmm. Of course, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the sign of a good movie is like you can take any scene in isolation yep. and you get the story. You understand what's happening. And that is kind of like a nod to Top Chef because they'll start like they'll be in Los Angeles and then they're like, hey, the finale is going to be in um, Alabama. Mm-hmm. And like they just pick a place. <laughs> they pick a place at random. <laughs> and, it, and it kind of feels like in this script, they were starting in Los Angeles and then they just randomly went to thailand i was like that's another nod to like mm. the genius that is top chef mm-hmm. yeah that's tc on tc i can't wait for that 
you know, a couple of episodes before the finale where they just to see their faces when they say, pack your knives, we're going to Alabama. (laughs) (laughs) Just see just some like very slight smiles and confused faces. People are like, oh my God, I'm so excited. And all the bald people are like, I don't want to go. Yeah, if there's any bald people, we don't know if they're going to be. They don't tend to make it to the finales. Yeah, it kind of seems like in the early seasons, um, if you're bald, you kind of got to earn the finale. Whereas in the most recent season, um, they went out of their way to make sure a bald person was in the finale. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then they crowned the rightful winner. Yeah, not the bald person. <laughs> yep, they got no regrets over that. Nope, it so, all worked yeah, out great. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. should have kept Sarah in the competition. Should have won. All right, let's move on to Chefs I Prepared for You. This is where we talk about what we had for dinner last night and only last night, and we present it to you as if we are presenting it to the judges on Top Chef. I'll go first. Chefs I Prepared for You, another beef bowl with shiitake mushrooms, sweet potatoes, broccoli, garlic, and onions. Now, when you make this, do you do it like a stir fry? You kind of all throw it in together or whatever? Nope. Or you do I'm, it separate? I'm, I'm piecing it separate. Onions first. Obviously, you always cook onions of first. Course, right. Course. And then I'm doing beef, so the beef is then cooking. Onions removed. Then you put the beef in, so the beef what? is cooking in that onion juice mm-hmm. while, while it's cooking. And then I put the onions back in, so it mixes together, right? Mm. Get a little final cook on the beef and onions. Take them both out. Now I'm putting in shiitake mushrooms, uh, the garlic, and the um, the broccoli, and then the sweet potatoes. And then we're, we're stirring frying that one. And then we put it all back together, and it kind of comes together again. Otherwise, you'll get too much moisture. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and with mushrooms, you don't want to fuck with that, though. Good soggy. So, yeah. So, otherwise, you'll get too much moisture. So, I got two frying pans going at the same time, and then I put them all together. Wow. Wow. Yeah. It's a lot of dishes. Mm-hmm. It's not that much. <laughs> I know that's how you cook. Brian, Brian, if something's like four dishes or more, he's like, oh, let's order it. Let's order food. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we are going to have two dishes for ourselves to eat off of. So one more. Like, it's yeah. cutting it close. Yeah. It's like, if we can't make this in one tray bake or one pan, no. well, you're let's order food. Always trying to use your, like, the plate that you're going to eat on as, like, the the source that you cook things. So you're, like, trying mm-hmm. to put it on the stovetop. Yeah. I mean, you're just going to mess up your plates that way. I don't know. Well, I, I messed up a lot of plates, and that's why I started eating out of the frying, frying pans. pans. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he just he just spoons out. I've seen this. He just spoons out the portion for Carrie, and then he just takes the frying pan and sets it down in front of him. That's right. And eats the rest. I make Carrie hold her hands out in a little bowl. <laughs> yeah. And I fill, her, I fill her little hands full of as much dinner as she can hold. I say, you want to eat more dinner? Got to have bigger hands. <laughs> That's why she's doing those hand exercises. Yeah. Yeah. She's trying to make her hands fucking swole so she gets more dinner. Out. Yeah. <laughs> I You did send us that picture where it's like you guys are sitting on the couch and you've got like, you know, a skillet. You've got like an oven mitt on holding the skillet <laughs> and then you've got a spatula, which I feel like you could probably use a spoon at that point. Nope. Too many you're, dishes. You're spooning out a, with a spatula to her and using that to eat with it. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, you know, we're just, you know, it's just what couples do. You know, hey. when you've been when you've been together this long, it just yeah. feels comfortable to mm-hmm. spoon your wife's meal into her tiny open hands, make a little mm-hmm. cup. Soup's hard. Soup is hard. We do it that yeah. way. Yeah, yeah. She can't get it. She she can't get a clean seal yeah. all the way. An airtight seal. Yeah, yeah, she can't quite get there. But you, you know, we're, get we're a, gonna you, try. Yeah, you want to get a submarine seal. That's what you want. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll get there. Until then, she just gets the 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 hard parts. Yeah, or or she just has to like slurp it really fast, and, they, and there's like a bowl underneath her hands when you pour it in. No, there's no bowl. Underneath. There's more dishes to do. <laughs> Maybe I'll put my hands underneath there. Get some of that soup too. All right. Well, that was my my dinner. <laughs> I okay. made it about me. Thank you, <laughs> chefs. I prepared for you. Some grilled baked potatoes and some lobster tails. Now, these look loaded. Were they loaded? You better believe we loaded these bad boys Ooh, up. These lobster tails were loaded. So, <laughs> so I just loaded. want you guys to know something. 
Reeves is um, pro gun, and his <laughs> baked potatoes are, are always loaded. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, He's I want them to be able to stand loaded. their ground in case yeah. they run into anything. You know, they, that's their rights, though, right? You know, as yeah. a potato, you gotta, mm-hmm. you gotta be loaded with as many, you know, whatever side, you know, sour cream, all these kinds of things. Just because you're a spud doesn't mean you're a dud, you know. Re- return other duds back to the ground where they belong. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just glad that the potatoes have what they need in case someone runs in with a gun. Well, you know? Yeah. Well, that's why <laughs> as long as we have a good potato around, <laughs> a good loaded yeah. potato, I don't know what the problem is. It's always when potatoes go bad that you're like looking around like, where's a good loaded potato at? Yeah. Because mm-hmm. someone comes in and wants to start some shit. You just hold up. Everyone's like, I've got loaded potatoes. And they're like, oh, shit, my bad. You know, and they back away and they get out of there. Yeah, Reeves got him strapped to his chest, opens yeah. up his coat. He's got yeah. six there. And he's got a little detonator that's just going to yeah. pump him full of bacon bits. Mm-hmm. And Reeves is like, make my day. Do you feel lucky, punk? Mm-hmm. And, he, and-, and his demands are buh, buh. Butter. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. You need some butter for my potatoes. Yeah. Um, you salt them ahead of time. You, you oil them ahead of time. Baked potato on the grill is always good. <clears throat> and then lobster, which I established earlier, uh, is something that is cheap. Nope. And it is affordable <laughs> to all people. I got them on sale uh, and it was worth it. Um, it's one of my, my wife's favorite meals, lobster. So mm. it was good. Worked out. Maybe I'll try. I it's I often hard. walk past. I walk past the the fish aisle all the time in Whole Foods and places. And I was like, ah. the farmers market has a fish guy. I'm like, ah. and I just don't. I don't make. I don't. I don't. I don't pull the trigger. You know. You gotta do it once. Um, definitely whole fish. If you got a grill, you gotta do a whole fish. Well, should we talk about it? I think we should talk about it. We've all seen it, right? We've all seen it. <laughs> Boys, hands, hands, hands and camera view, boys. Mm-hmm. Alison Roman did a whole fish video. Yeah, she got a new grill. She got a new grill. She can't oh, come I... on this podcast, now, right? <laughs> There's no way she can come. I'm on. gonna ask her. I'm gonna ask her. <laughs> but tell her not to listen to any of the previous episodes. She's <laughs> no like, one would. I know no this is would. via Zoom, but I feel like these guys will kill me because they talk about me so much. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that sounds great. Okay, I'll go. There's not going to be fun jokes in mind because I was too busy making pie. So, chefs. I ordered for you. Last night. No, last night, my wife prepared for us uh, pasta with crappy sauce. It was like Trader Joe's <gasps> Arbiata sauce. It was such a bummer. Mm. The last Ooh. few sauces, like the um, what I should have done was what you guys do and lie. And so that we made homemade pizzas, which we did like two nights ago. Um, but, and I, my pizza, my pasta today is the sauce that we made, that Carrie made for the pizzas. That's good. The Trader Joe's sauce just fucking sucked. It was such a bummer. Like after having like that sauce that she made and having the sauce we bought at the farmer's market, this Trader Joe's sauce tastes like fucking water. Like it's just awful. Trader Joe's, I love you. Your sauce tastes like dog shit. And there goes our third sponsor. It's so much trouble to make your own sauce. So... Have your canned sauces taste good, everybody. You should get Newman's Own. That's a bad sauce. How's that a bad sauce? Pauly that's Newman? my family sauce. That's your... Oh, that's right. Your last name is Newman. Now everyone knows. They can, they can find you. Okay. <laughs> Not sure I feel about you saying that. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can make We're, your own sauce. Just make a lot of it, and then you can kind of like container it that's and freeze it do. and stuff like that. Yeah. 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 I say that, but yeah. I never do it. I do that with chicken stock, though. You know, you should do. Yeah, you should put it in the freezer, and then you can like take chunks out, melt it, and put it right back into something you're cooking. Mm-hmm. Or I could put it in the freezer in ice cube tray. Yep. Mm-hmm. And then put it with a drink, so it slowly melts and makes my drink nice and pasty, mm-hmm. saucy. Mm. Yeah. People are like, "Are you having a Bloody Mary?" And you're like, "No, this is just I have water. <laughs> <laughs> These are ice cubes are melting." These rice cubes that are that were pasta, and then they still sauce. don't get it, and they're like, well, "Why are your ice cubes red?" Mm-hmm. 
you're an idiot. Yeah, their boss is a whole thing. You have to do a whole conversation about like they don't understand. You can freeze sauce and use it later. Yeah, idiot. And you, and you know, you can either put butter or water, thin it out. Like, jeez. Yeah, yeah. Come on, I don't have time to explain this yeah, to you. I don't yeah, have time to you're like, get out of here. You're not invited to lunch again. <clears throat> yeah, leave. I have to go lay down because my blood pressure is through the roof from drinking pasta sauce. Leave. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, <laughs> that was a good segment. Question for everyone here. <clears throat> Don't ask it your... now. We're 41 minutes in. Let's go to the next episode. <laughs> no, no, no. No, 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 no. I got to ask. Um, what is your favorite <clears throat> Mexican food or dish? I feel like I asked this before. Skin food or dish? <laughs> you know I don't know three of us, Reeves. Which one what? do you want a skin? Which one do you want a food? You know Which one do you what want is a the dish? next question for our guests? <laughs> you Skin know what? Food or dish. You know what? Why don't we save this when we have our Latin lunch and we'll be right back after this? <laughs> and we're back, season three, episode six, called Latin Lunch. This is season four, episode six of the podcast. It's um, not weird or hard. It's not hard to understand. Just keep up. Quit We're getting confused. Season three, episode six of Top Chef. So pause what you're doing right now. Put it in on Hulu and and then watch along and then listen to the podcast. That's that's how this podcast is supposed to be listened to. Mm-hmm. It is timed perfectly to match an hour of <laughs> the actual episode. So mm-hmm. you should be listening to this as you're watching the episode. Mm-hmm. So let's get into it. The quick fire challenge. Um, Tom Colicchio is so mad about the last episode's um, dessert, so he makes them do a quickfire challenge where they have to use pre-made pie crust. And Tom says, no excuses this time. Get it right. Yeah. And the guest judge is Maria Frumpkin. Yep. Miss Frumpkin just got out of Hogwarts, and she's going to be a guest (laughs) judge. Um, Also, early on in this episode, Joey... He says something about how he's the gray horse right now. (laughs) Is that? I Googled it because I was like, do I not know that phrase? And then it's dark horse. It's dark horse. Uh, It's dark horse, but he's like, gray is kind of dark. Mm-hmm. If it's in a shadow and something's gray, it's kind yeah, of dark. That still falls under the category. That did confuse me, but I guess I get what he means now. He also blamed so, Miami for the reason that he was losing. He, yes. he listed some things, and Miami was one of the reasons. He's like, Miami. I'm like, what? Brian, is there something that happens in the beginning of this episode you want to bring up? The Fuego thing? with Yeah, with Dale. Very well, I, I want to say this all the time now. Dale and it's either Joey or Howie. I don't know who they are. They are in the house and Dale's holding a cigarette and he says, you got the fuego, big daddy. And they go outside to smoke a cigarette. I can't wait until I get to ask somebody for fire and I say, you got that fuego, big daddy. And I can't wait. I cannot wait in the face. to do that. Yeah, there's no way this is going to backfire. So that's good. You, you got that it. fuego, big daddy? <clears throat> Yeah, beat me up. <laughs> every part of that is very um, unsettling to hear. <laughs> every word. <laughs> you know what's not unsettling is that Joey finally reveals that he has pastry experience and he kept it a secret from last episode. The hardest part of this challenge, we're not pastry chefs and we're not comfortable with doing dessert. What nobody knows is I have some pastry experience. In the last challenge, I kind of ducked out of it, and I just didn't want to put myself out there. Maybe somebody would do something to sabotage me. So uh, I decided to do a trio of tarts. I'm feeling good. So quite the gray horse indeed. I love his reasoning so much that someone's going to try to sabotage him. Yeah, he's playing a scared game. He also lies to the judges when they come to him and says that he has no... Just to their faces, says he has no pastry experience. He says it like like kicking the dirt, like, oh, y'all don't really do pastry. I mean, you know, so maybe it sucks, you know. (laughs) You guys are probably not even going to like what I did because I don't have any experience. I'm not a pastry chef. I've never even seen a pastry. Like, I don't know. Is this what I was supposed to do? I don't know. I don't even know where to put these things. Do you put it in your mouth? I don't even know how it works. Hey Howie, come over here. <laughs> Howie, can you show me how to do a pastry? I don't know. This is what I did. Right? And Howie's like, look, man, I'm on a strict timeline. I'm trying to get things done. I'm watching the clock. I got too much going on. Howie really- at the end says that 
life is all about timing or something like that. Yeah, he's he like, does, well, that's what yeah. I feel about timing, right? And I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> well, I kind of understood what he was saying. He was, I think he was trying to talk about like the importance of like punctuality. Yeah, being punctual. But in yeah. the context of this cooking show, it's kind of like, oh, yeah, it's a given. You should probably get your food done on time and be organized. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Ugh, lying to the judges. So great. It's you true. lied to Miss Frumpkin. Yeah. yeah. And that's Professor not Frumpkin. something you want to do. Professor right. Frumpkin. Yeah. She's going to turn you into a frog. Mm-hmm. She was a, she was just a cat at the uh, judges table. She that was, was so mean. Yeah. She thought <laughs> she a lot was. of that stuff sucked. She, she was. She made a lot of just, faces. Yeah, she like, was yeah. telling people as she was testing their food. She's like, I'm not a fan of this. She's like, just not very good. Yeah. It's just too overpowering. It's not good. Oh, yeah. Also, Hung decided he wanted to lie to the judge. I guess there's an element of lying all the time, but like he made a beat. Uh, what was it? It was like a banana peanut mm-hmm. pie of some mm-hmm. kind, which also when he said peanut Chocolate. sounded like he said penis. Um, Listen to it back, fans. Um, <laughs> but it was too runny, and then he tried to cover it up with strawberries, and she saw right mm-hmm. through it. She said, "This yeah, she saw. Runny. She was like, she almost was like, oh, your mousse isn't set.' And then Padma beat her to it and was like, "Yeah, why? Why'd you have trouble with your mousse? You had plenty of time." They were both like, "Good, plenty of time." And he's like, "No, I didn't." And they're like, "No." And then he's like, and then in, in the talking head, he's like, "I used the wrong kind of chocolate, and it didn't yeah. work." Yeah, <laughs> dumbass, idiot. But that's they karma know. coming back to him. That's karma coming back the way he's been acting the past couple episodes. Mm-hmm. He also so when we we get to the point where she's um she's kind of like going through and, and giving everyone like criticism. She she like says that his stuff sucks and he like laughs like yeah. openly laughs like she is has lost her mind. <laughs> like he's like this is the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. <laughs> that gross banana pudding thing was great. I love how he cannot take criticism or judgment for his stuff at all. Like, unless you're telling him that he's amazing, he cannot, he can't believe that he's not good, which in a way is a good thing to have. You got to be confident. Yeah, you do have to be confident, but you got to also be realistic confident. So I think whenever I get in trouble for something or do something wrong or bad, I'm going to use the same excuse that every Top Chef person uh, uses or not excuse, but just like. Follow up is like, yeah, but my flavors are there. Mm. <laughs> if I get pulled over by a cop and he's like, you were going 100 miles an hour in a 55, yeah. I'll be like, yeah, my flavors are there. And he's like, we're not talking about your flavors right now, Mr. Mr. Jackson. Well, then it like it forces the cop to give you a compliment. <laughs> yeah. He's like, yeah, the flavors are there. Yeah, yeah they're there. We're not here judging your flavors. They're there. They're hitting. Yeah. <laughs> you're taking me to jail is... for my flavors? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the the cop's also like, why is Dave sitting in your passenger seat? <laughs> oh, Dave. And then Dave's like, if the bitch can cook, she can cook. Mm-hmm. His catchphrase. And then he's like, I shouldn't be out during the day. <laughs> I'm a night cook. I have to get my friend Dave home before the sun comes up. <laughs> he will burst into flames. And my flavors are there. <laughs> so, no, I, I will not take your like. ticket, sir. <laughs> Uh, he gets less up, let off with the warning. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. Um, who wins? Um, Joey wins because he lied and he has pastry experience. So Joey wins. He's immune. Um, and then they tell them that uh, they have to cook or cater for the cast of the world-renowned Telemundo show, Dame, Dame Chocolate. Okay, you just <laughs> you just unbelievable stampeded all over me. <laughs> And it's now Dame. he's giving. Now it's he's Dame giving, time. It's Dame want- time. <laughs> it's Dame time, folks. And for our listeners at home, yeah. Brian mm. is tapping his finger to his yeah. wrist. Yeah. This it's is Dame his time. Thing. It's Dame yeah. time. It's Dame time. Um, it's also closing time. Um, and guys, there's going to be so many beautiful Latin women there. <laughs> yeah. Who says that? Is it Joey? I think it's Joey or yeah. Howie. I don't know. There's a couple of very weird sequences. Also, like Casey, who seems like a nice person, is talking about how she's like, oh, I know the show. It seems really great. And then Leah's like, she what's your favorite character? And she does not say a character's name. No. She just lists tropes, archetypes yeah. of characters and so on. Of Telemundo shows. Yeah. yeah. You know the fiery one? You know, then they've got like the, the old aunt. Yeah. Another liar on the show. <laughs> yeah, it's full of liars this season. So here's a big thing we need to bring up. You talked. We 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 had a correspondence from Tom, 
we need to talk about this because I think Tom, I know when we go back in time, Tom has been following our work for a long time. Mm -hmm. And I feel like this is a prime example of Tom stealing one of our bits where he comes in and gives them a screwball and is like, oh, I got a phone call from such and such. And he's like, I got to speed up the time. Listen to this. This is a classic pod chef, your best friend's bit that Tom stole. How's it going? Good. How about yourself? Uh, good. I need everybody's attention quickly. We just got a phone call from Dame Chocolate, and they pushed up their, uh, their luncheon. So you guys have about an hour and a half to get ready. Get out of here, okay? Yeah. I'm sure you just got a phone call from them, and they pushed up their luncheon, Tom. You knew what the time was all along, and you let everyone start cooking, thinking they had three hours to cook. And then you came in right as they started and said, hey, yeah, they pushed it up. You lost an hour and a half, so get to, get to work. They just called me. Mm-hmm. We do that bit all the time. Yeah, he pulled the, hey, I'm friends with the guy. Hey, look, guys, Dame Chocolate told me to do this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they just told me. They sent me an email. And it was really, for the first email, it just had like a picture of Dame Chocolate on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I tried to respond, but he responded to me before I could even respond to that, saying the time's been cut in half. Mm-hmm. And I tried to respond to that, and then the email bounced back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then I had to help him, then I had to help Dame Chocolate make pants out of recyclables. You guys remember that when I did that bit? It's like season one. <laughs> Go back and listen, fans. <laughs> <laughs> so Tom delivers that and he comes, he leaves and then he comes back mm-hmm. when they have like 45 minutes left and he's like asking them questions like, oh, did they lost in time make you have to change your plans? Yeah, Tom, for most They people, all say yeah. no. <laughs> <laughs> for most normal he people, looks, they'd say yes. So he deflated. looks so disappointed. Yeah. He's, he's like, being like, hey, I really fucked you up, right? And they're like, yeah. not really. And he's like, oh. Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh. <laughs> Howie, Howie for sure was like. Yeah, I'm still gonna braise him. <laughs> I'm still gonna oh braise him. And, so and, and Tom's like, why isn't he? Why aren't you roasting? It would have been fine. Would have been fine. Roast, roast them. It's fine. It would have been. Ugh, I don't know why he's still doing this. He's talking head after that, where he's like, I would have roasted it. Yeah, it might have been better. It would have been better. It would. Yeah. <laughs> it so definitely would have been better. He did it's all so this funny. just so he could get people to cook things the way he wanted them to cook, and then yeah. he was so <laughs> disappointed to find that they were going to continue to cook it the way they would have done it before. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He was also disappointed that when he told him about the loss in time, um, Hung started running around with knives out, mm. almost stabbing people. Um, and he was upset about that. But no one's no one got hurt. But everyone was like, "Hey, Hung, uh, don't run with the knives like that. Just like you don't run with scissors." And Hung was like, "I always run with scissors." Mm-hmm. He has to. There's a monkey that's trying to kill him in his apartment all the time. Oh yeah. You think that you could just walk around with scissors in your hand in an apartment when you have a monkey? No way. That monkey no is way. grabbing those scissors as soon as you walk by. <laughs> and the monkey doesn't know how to use them is the problem. Yeah, the monkey is trying to be helpful. The monkey wants to like help whatever it is that you were going to use He wants to for. cut the wrapping paper. But Yeah, but he's not good at it. And then he gets distracted and he starts tearing up your couch again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You have to call the couch company again. You say it happened again. And they're like, we can't send any more people over. We keep losing our couch people. They don't come back from your house. He's like, yeah, the monkey. He's like, you're the last couch company I know. I've gone through everyone in town. You've got to cut me a break. I've got money for it. And then the monkey probably cuts the cord on the phone. And it's like. Then what do you do after that? Then you're stuck. Mm. Then the monkey makes you play board games. And again, not good at it. Yeah, no. It doesn't really want to be playing it either. There's a monkey. No. It wants to be like outside. Okay, so they're at Dame Chocolate <laughs> and they're finally cooking and serving for everyone there. And CJ makes jicama. And I hope it doesn't make him sickama. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he does. I think when that, you're coming to that. In, Wait, uh, I want to give a shout out that Gail is back in this episode. Gail's Maybe. back. She is back. She's and she fires host. one across the bow by asking Leah Polenta. Is that Latin? <laughs> really? Rhetorical. Leah's That's like, a rhetorical it sounds, question. It ends yeah. in an A. Yeah. That's what I would have said. <laughs> <laughs> so it's. Uh, I mean, it's 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 female. It ends in an A, right? 
I don't see the thing is that's a first of all, Brian, great joke. That that would have, <laughs> with any other judge, I think yeah. that would be fine. But yeah. with I just yeah. I, you don't want to rub Gail the wrong way though, like, yeah. because it's like especially when she's just come back. She's just know, come yeah. back from her fight. So. Yeah, she's still a little raw at that point. Mm-hmm. She's like you know you say the A line back to her, and she's like the fuck you just say to me. <laughs> Drops her plate of polenta on the ground. Flings the jeans flings rip. The, the, flings something at you like a discus, mm-hmm. hits you in the throat. Yeah, it could get your rear naked choke. We didn't talk about it, but Casey saying, "Is that a knife?" is like Top Chef royalty. Like that's in like yeah. every clip of like Top Chef when it's like we've seen before, and it's Casey being like, "Was that a knife? Was that a knife?" Yeah. And I know what you guys want me to do. And it's this is a knife, and I'm not going to do it. No, you We're want me, it. you want me yeah. to respond to Casey saying, "Is that a knife?" With it's not a knife. This is a knife. I'm not going to do it. Yeah, no. he's not going to do it. Stop. That's asking. low hanging figs. Yeah, stop asking. Yeah, and Brian is fig drunk right now. He's I'm fig drunk on the figs from the top of the tree, not the low yeah. hanging ones. I don't need the ones yeah. on the bottom. Oh, yeah. gross. That's for the rats. You know who that's for, right? <laughs> rats. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. Um, also, Jamal, you pointed this out last week and it happened again. Hung kicked open the door and didn't hold it for someone else and it hit someone yep. again. <laughs> yep. I don't know what his problem is. That's his move. <laughs> That's his move. Fucking his arms are so tired from those six yeah. push ups he did that morning. <laughs> he can only Weird. kick doors open now. Yeah. So, uh, Rose Compolio failed and everyone, uh, at uh, Dame Chocolate, they, uh, they let them know that it was terrible, and they were like, you should stay so we can give you lessons. Which that was, was very ooh, funny. Yeah, Sick burn. I also, sick burn. he was speaking Spanish to these people, and yeah. in his talking head, he's like, they all loved it. But the clip they show is just him being like, arroz con pollo, con pollo, and the guy's like, ha, 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 ha. That's all that Yeah. <laughs> the guy just laughs at him. Yeah. Yep. He says like "Como estas" or something like that, and they just laugh at him like he's <laughs> like, "What are you doing?" <laughs> he's like, "They loved it. They were laughing so hard. We were laughing together." Yeah. You know who else was laughing? Joe and Howie were buddy buddy because they finished in the top of this challenge and they got to the judges' table and was like, "Are they friends now?" Big Let's boys. Find out. Big boys. Enjoy. Joey's dish is just, is just delicious. I was eating it the whole time I was standing next to him. I couldn't stop eating it. I don't get blown away by food too often, but it blew me away. That's so no. nice. Should you be serving food and eating the entire time? <laughs> yeah. Shouldn't you eat your own food? You imagine Joey's like, please stop eating my food. This is for the <laughs> I have people. To serve this. Yeah. I don't I have enough like, now. I can't stop. I don't know. It's just so good. It's so good. I can't stop eating it. Oh my God. It's so this good. This dish is blowing my mind. Yeah. I I love that because I feel like that's first of all that's my vibe that's what I'd be doing if like <laughs> if I'm on this show and I'm cooking food that's like pretty okay and the person next to me is making bomb ass food I'm gonna keep eating it. Um, <laughs> it's a strategy when you think about it. You could eat all yeah. the food and then it's like, yeah, and then just can't serve over. anything. Gail comes by. There was not enough for me. Yeah. I didn't get the little chip on the side. And then how is like well, you can have some of my food because mm-hmm. I still have food. Yeah, I uh, it it also just makes me feel it it, may, it like brings me into the world a little more to like think that like yeah there's a lot of downtime there. He's probably just like snacking on his thing the whole time. They're like waiting for the things to set up and doing stuff, and that's just yeah, that's like that just seems like what w- really happened. I'm glad mm-hmm. that we learned that. Yeah, they're being it was very complimentary. Yeah, in a sea of lies, there's a little bit of honesty, which is nice. Uh-huh. And we we did learn. Uh, Joey says that him and Howie are friends after their their little tiff in the first yep. episode. Mm-hmm. Yep. Second episode. First episode was that weird uh, thing. Mm-hmm. So let's get into how he wins. But Hung uh, is brought in. And before Hung was brought in, he's in the back being like, I know I stand by my food. My food was great. I know it was good. And then he gets his name called and he's brought in. And let's listen to Hung take criticism. So why do you think that you're here? I'm not sure. Was it too classic? We were definitely looking for classic Latin flavors. Why did you choose that dish? Because that's a very Latin dish. Arroz con pollo. The rice was dry and under-seasoned a little bit. Um, seasoned? I thought it was highly seasoned. I really? was I was afraid I was, I was here for highly seasoned. Okay. I don't think it was bad enough where you had to drink water and spit it out. No, no, no. Listen. Extreme dry. That's not the level this is, we're at. This is a good group. Of, this is a, a very talented group of chefs here. Nothing was at the level we're spitting food out. I understand, chef. 
It's a very- that's, that's not true. They did that for Clay. <laughs> they did. <laughs> they spit out. Well, he said there's the level of chefs here. Yeah, yeah like, the, the remaining <laughs> chefs. The remaining chefs. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Um, so Hunk can take criticism easily. Yeah. Um, he's fine with it. He doesn't get defensive doesn't. about it. Um, nope. I'm always talking about, you know, when I eat food, I, I wonder, I'm like, is this food too classic? <laughs> is that why I don't like it? Is it's just like, it's too much classic food. Yeah. They told me to make a Latin lunch and I made a rose con pollo. Mm-hmm. Is that too classic? Yeah. That's another thing I'm going to use now. If cop pulls me over, sir, you made a wide pull over. I don't know. Too classic. Huge yeah. laughs all around. We're all laughing. Fucking laugh. Cop gets hit by a car shit. driving too close to the side. <laughs> I take off. No <laughs> ticket for me. But now you're on the run. <laughs> yeah. it's before like you you're leave, at the you say of the crime. <laughs> yeah. Before you leave, you say seasoning one hundred and one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm gonna. I'm also. I think it's a great way to play this game. Is to just go the opposite way of what the judges say. Like under season, I thought it was over seasoned. <laughs> just, yeah. just throw it back every time. Your chicken was undercooked. I thought I overcooked it. Yeah, I thought I overcooked it. So, yeah. so I guess you say that. So the truth must be somewhere in the middle. I guess, yeah. and it's it's probably good. It's like what you're saying is perfect. Okay, okay. Yeah, I guess I guess I've talked my way out of being in this room now. I guess limited. you can't have me at the judges' table every time. So yeah. you got to bring me down here with the loser sometimes. The judges also for this, maybe I just like picked up on it more this episode. All their questions were like, "Were you aware that your food sucked shit?" And they're like, "No, no, no, it didn't. Suck, it didn't suck shit." And they're like, "Okay, hmm." Okay. Mm. Every question was like, dude, so you meant to make this taste like garbage? No, I didn't. Okay. All right. Sure. Every question was like, Tom is mad that no one, not enough people switched their food out. When he he's fucking them. really pissed. He's like, he hates your that. food was supposed to be even worse than this. Yeah. <laughs> You're supposed you to have to abandon trick. something. <laughs> I love Sarah's story as to why her ceviche wasn't ceviche. She was like, my roommate used to make this stuff. What the fuck was she talking about? She just made guac. She didn't, it didn't even look like, like, that was the most, di- like, when she was explaining it, I was like, you're making guac. You're not making ceviche. And no, that's what she it's did. ceviche. It's, trust yeah, me, it's ceviche. confused. Basically, her, her, her story was like, my roommate told me this is ceviche. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Your room were they Latin? Cooking school? I think so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. Just the guy I met on Craigslist. Yeah, yeah. It's just some guy I used to live with. He's like, this is ceviche. <laughs> this looks no. like guac to me. <laughs> no, I'm Latin. So Leah gets eliminated. Let's listen to her goodbye. Leah, please pack your knives and go. Talented and inspiring chef Leah will be going home. I'm, I'm sad to leave. I mean, I'm embarrassed to be leaving this early because I know I'm a better cook than that. So I'm frustrated with myself. It's really great to work with other people and playing off each other's ideas. And, and so I think that was a really great part of it for me. definitely going to keep on cooking. It's it's what I love to do. I love being in a kitchen. I love food. I love feeding people. It's fun. So Leah's gone. She had seven points um, up to this week. She was one of the higher scorers. So I'm surprised that she left. But it is proving that just because you have a higher score doesn't mean you're safe. So it's not knocking everyone out who has the least highest of that week because Casey is still in it and she has five and a half points. Everyone else has more than that. So it's nice to hear that she's still going to continue cooking. Yeah. Okay. I don't, has there ever been someone that's like, well, I'm, I'm done. I'm not going to cook anymore. There's I think Roscoe said that, right? <laughs> that was said. He said, I came all the way out here. You got me quarantined up. I'm not cooking no more. Yeah. It was I think me. Leah's goodbye was like so anticlimactic. She was just like, but also truthful because she didn't yeah. like flower it up with like, I thought I did a good job. I came to the show to do this and I met these people. Blah, blah, blah. It, was, it was just like, this sucks and I'm embarrassed. Yeah. And uh, I'm going to keep cooking, I guess. But fuck, man. All right. I'll see you guys later. <laughs> it's like, she didn't off. do anything crazy on the show either to make her stick out either. Nah. Barely even knew she was in the show until like the past This is the most she's been in the show. <laughs> yeah. Like this and last week. She won last week mm-hmm. and then she's out this week. 
Yep. So we're down to people that I know now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Camille and Lee are gone. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. We got Clay's gone. Sandy's gone. Remember Sandy? <laughs> Mika's gone. Camille's gone. Leah's gone. Now it's, you know, we're, we're really thin in the herd here. Yeah. I watched this episode with Carrie, who's not been watching this season. And when CJ was on the screen, he was not in this episode much at all. He wasn't no. barely there. She was like, wow, he's tall. <laughs> <laughs> Can't argue with that. Nailed he's it. also very charming, man. He seems like he's very he's, funny. Yeah. He should he be on the like show. A, he seems really cool. Yeah. Jamal, get CJ on the show. Okay, I'll figure it out. Uh, so now let's move to our closing bit. It's called Brian is dying to give you his opinion. This is where Brian gives you his most famous opinion of the episode we just watched. Uncensored opinion. Go ahead, Brian. It's on the episode. That's right. Yeah. Yep. Brian is dying to give you his opinion on the episode that we just watched. New segment. Work. Working title. Every week. Here's my unfiltered opinion. Start the clock. You know, I watched this episode on my TV and it was in a weird box at the very beginning. And then it switched to not being in a box, but it was still full screen. And that's weird to me. And also, since this is unfiltered, fuck. Okay, so that was Brian is dying to give you his opinion where he's not lying. And this is the uh, closing episode. That's good. <laughs> that closing it. Episode? it should be about like a topic that's not. Yeah, chef. yeah, we'll figure it out. It's a working uh, topic and title. And, and it, it's, work, it's a work in progress like this entire podcast. We'll see you next week. Uh, we're going to pack our knives and go.